Uh, I recently became the ACT Minister for Climate Change after the election and I'm very pleased to have taken on the role. The ACT is leading the country with our investment in clean energy and I'm excited to build on that work as we continue uh, our pathway towards zero net emissions and a clean and sustainable economy. Uh, the ACT is a world leader when it comes to our strong action on climate change. We're in the process of achieving some of the most ambitious carbon emission reduction policies of any state or region. This would not have been possible without the ongoing and I think quite overwhelming support of the Canberra community who are demanding action on climate change. By the year 2020, we will have reduced the ACT emissions by 40% on 1990 levels and will be 100% powered by clean electricity. Uh, this target of 100% is the strongest legislated target of its kind. And we aren't just stopping at electricity, although our reform of this sector will be a significant achievement. We've also committed to achieving zero net emissions by 2050 at the latest, and that's locked into the parliamentary agreement between ourselves and the Labor Party, uh, and one that we will now start work on mapping how we're going to get there. Now, last year, of course, the world went to Paris and committed to trying to keep global temperature rise to just 1.5 degrees, ideally, and certainly below 2 degrees. Uh, at COP21, 193 nations agreed to a legally binding agenda for reducing emissions, for building green economies and addressing the needs of resilience and climate change adaptation. Now, Australia, of course, ratified the agreement in November this year, and we saw over 100 nations in Marrakesh in that position. Unfortunately, there continues to be a disconnect in policy, uh, particularly by our federal government. And just this week, we have seen the continued support for big coal through the uh, approvals that are being given to the Adani coal mine. And there is some irony in the fact that the Adani coal mine, when you put it on a map, is around twice the size, physically, of the city of Paris. Uh, so not only is that a bizarre image, uh, but it highlights the fact that that mine alone will do so much to undermine the very goals set in Paris. Uh, despite this, regions like Canberra uh, and the ACT are leading the way. I was fortunate enough in my first two weeks of being the Minister to head to Marrakesh for this year's COP22 uh, and to join some of those leading cities around the world who are talking about having high levels of ambition and going beyond what some of the more recalcitrant national governments are doing. And I think it's a real case of the Davids showing the Goliaths just what can be done. We cannot wait for the Prime Minister of Australia or the President of the elect of the United States to overcome either their scepticism or the, or the backbench of their party and set real agendas on climate action. We need to move faster and it's very encouraging that regional and state governments are doing so much uh, to lead the way there. It was very interesting and inspiring in Marrakesh to be in that work stream of states, regions and cities with ambition who are really doing some exciting things. And the ACT certainly is positioned as one of the leaders. Uh, many countries were quite amazed, uh, and colleagues that we spoke to, that uh, we'll have 100% of our electricity from renewables by 2020. It's great also as a small jurisdiction to be able to share what we're doing and inspire others uh, to see what is possible and what can be done. Now, since uh, we established the ACT's Climate Change and Greenhouse Gas Reduction Act in 2010, our emissions here in the Territory have dropped by 11%. Uh, so we've got a bit further to go to get to 40%, but as our 100% target kicks in in the next few years, we will see that uh, come through. 
But emissions from the electricity sector still account for 56% of our emissions. Uh, and so we can see what an important target transforming our electricity sector has been. One of the interesting things will be is once that 100% target is achieved, it will push our transport sector emissions from currently around 25% to somewhere around 60% of our emissions profile. And so that, in the context of today's report, highlights the real challenge we face uh, in tackling our transport emissions. And certainly technologies like electric cars, buses, and of course our electric light rail network, all running on renewable energy, will be incredibly important in, in transforming that sector. One of the remarkable policy achievements of the 100% target has been the fact that we've been able to do it at the lowest electricity prices for renewables ever achieved in Australia. Uh, there's a negative side to that, unfortunately. The reason, part of the reason that was the case was not only the strong policy setting, but the fact that the federal government has been so, um, I guess, short-sighted, and there's been a degree of uncertainty in our national renewable energy policy, it did make for a buyer's market. So the ACT, in stepping into that space, has not only been able to keep the industry moving to some large extent, uh, but we were also able to take, I guess, some economic advantage of the otherwise dire circumstances. So not only have we achieved a great price, we've provided 20 years of uh, electricity price stability for ACT citizens, and also driven around $500 million of local investment uh, for our city. Uh, the target has demonstrated to industry, business and community our commitment to tackling greenhouse emissions, but also showing that that clean energy future can be a very positive economic future, as well as a great environmental future. The ACT is also leading Australia with an ambitious clean energy storage rollout program that aims to support the installation of up to 5,000 batteries across the Territory, representing about 36 megawatts of storage capability, uh, which is around 5% of the ACT's peak electricity demand. So in an environment in which network stability, uh, issues of peak demand and the like are being heavily debated, again we are starting to see the development of new policy mechanisms that will uh, insulate us against some of those issues. We've entered into a joint investment with the ANU to fund over five years uh, for a new battery storage and integration research program. Uh, we were matched in some of that funding by the ANU and we very much welcome that partnership, which will help to establish Australian research leadership in the integration of battery material technology with electricity network storage. As I said, transport emissions are going to be a big part and a key issue for the ACT moving forward. I think the fact that the community has embraced light rail at the last election has given us a strong platform to move forward. And improving the, the supply of and the uptake and patronage for public transport is an important part of Canberra's story. Being such a car-dominated city, uh, I think that not only from an emissions point of view but from a lifestyle point of view, we do need to make some changes when it comes to our transport pattern. Because uh, I think, and there's a really interesting debate emerging as we talk about electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles is, I think some people see them as the ultimate panacea, but a car is a car and it still takes space on the road. So we cannot uh, see this as a one dimensional discussion. And I think that's a very important part of it. Uh, as part of that, the government has announced a 12 month electric bus trial to commence early next year. This trial will involve the use of three electric buses on regular routes across the Action Bus Network, uh, and this will enable the ACT 
to assess the viability of using electric buses within the Transport Canberra bus network to see if they can progressively replace our existing fleets. Uh, electric buses promise not only zero greenhouse gas net emissions, uh, but also uh, less noise, which if you ever hung out in the bus interchange, can only be a good thing. So as we look to the future, there are great opportunities for us here in Canberra. Our big challenge as we achieve our 100% renewable electricity target is to set that pathway to zero net emissions. Uh, this is a very challenging discussion and certainly talking with other cities and jurisdictions in Marrakesh, no one has exactly the answer yet. But everybody knows that we need to have the goal and we need to start setting the pathways to get there and that is certainly something that we are starting to do here in the ACT. We've become an early adopter of electric vehicles. We've got 16 electric vehicles in the ACT government fleet. Now this may not sound like a lot, but uh, last Monday I was in New South Wales meeting with the Minister's office there. We were telling them this and saying, you know, we're small in the ACT. And they sort of looked at each other and went, mm, we're not sure we have that many in the entire New South Wales government fleet. Uh, so I think the ACT at 16 is, we must be more ambitious, but it's interesting to see where things are at and how much work is still to be done. I can say there are around 200 uh, EVs in the private fleet across Canberra. So let me simply conclude by again thanking Beyond Zero Emissions for the opportunity to speak here today, but also for bringing the event to Canberra the hard work that's gone into the research and reports that you have produced because they are really driving the discussion in Australia. BZE has been an important thought leader in the discussion of transitioning Australia to zero emissions. So uh, we thank you for that work. We look forward to working with you in the future and for all of us moving Australia as quickly as we can to zero net emissions.